was designed to encourage you, bring you hope, show you God's love, and inspire you to live every moment with purpose. Daniel chapter 6, and we're going right to verse number 4, G Bible, the message version Bible. The, the vice agents or genets and governors got together to find something or some old scandal or skeleton in Daniel's life. They could not use any against him, but they didn't dig up anything. He was totally exemplary and trustworthy. They could find no evidence of negligence or misconduct. So they finally gave up and said, we are never going to find anything against Daniel unless we can take or cook up something against his religion. I want to start out this topic with a quote. And the quote says this, the people who plotted against you still don't know how you survived. The people that plotted against you still do not know how you survived. I want you to type into this into the chat session this morning. The plot failed. The plot failed. When you are being plotted against, you usually do not find out until the plan has been formulated. It is done this way to prevent you from knowing what is going on. It is done this way because they want to catch you off guard. They want to catch you with your guard down. They want to see if you are on your post or not. They want to see if you are going to be watchful against the attack of the enemy. I'm here to tell you today that the ones that are trying to plot against you are trying to put you in a box. They're trying to make you move so that when you do move, that move that you make will put you right in the center of their attack. They believe that they come up with the perfect plot, that they went above and beyond the planning, the perfect scheme. They are confident in their work. They even start celebrating in the streets just because about what's going to happen to you. They try to kill you. They try to take you out. This is what the enemy does. He plots, he plans, he schemes numerous things to impact our lives, causing us to doubt and stumble, causing us to lose hope causing us to doubt God. The enemy's plans 
will try or, or come to change you, the way you operate, the way you move, the way you think. But here in First James, uh, chapter two and I mean verse two and three, it says here from the MSG Bible, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when when you are tested and challenges come from all sides. You know that in under pressure, your faith life is forced into open and shows its true colors. Understand this, my brothers and sisters. It is in those times when the plot has been revealed and the attack has happened that your faith will stand up for you. Your faith will defend you. Here in the text, we see the life of Daniel who is being plotted against, all because of who and what he stands for. This reminds me of a quote by Alexander Hamilton. It says, if you don't stand for any for something, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. How true is that quote today? How many of us do not know what we stand for? One minute we stand for God, the next minute we, we don't want anything to do with him because we're under attack. We have to know that when you are on the verge of greatness, when you are on the verge of a huge accomplishment, when you are on the outskirts of making history, when you are right there at the door of your miracle, adversary is waiting for you or adversity is waiting for you. What do you do when you are faced with a problem that stands in the way of your miracle? What do you do when you're under attack and you're on the brink of your miracle? Here, Daniel was on the verge of a promotion in a pagan society. One was one that he did not believe in, in doing what God wanted them to do in that society. Yet Daniel survived the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. And now he is promoted under the King Darius who is Nebuchadnezzar's son. Now you hear, can you imagine being in a place for so long before Daniel got there, but you were passed over. This was the place that you found many, or this is the place where Daniel found some place in. He was not from Babylon. He was brought in from Jerusalem, but yet he was promoted throughout the, the, the people that was in charge. So those people there were there longer than him, but they was passed over. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that God is going to promote you among those that don't believe in you. God's grace has given you favor that cannot be explained. Uh, type in the screen and say, God favored me because the reason that God favored you is that you're humble. Uh, the reason that God favored you is because you're uncompromising belief in him. The reason that God favored you is because you relied on him and no one else. So type on in the screen that God favored me. See, nothing is going to waver his Daniel belief no matter what. Look at what he says when he first arrived in Babylon and refused to eat from the king's table and requested that him and his friends be tried 10 days after they have eaten only what the Lord has provided. Daniel knew him whom he believed and who he stood for. He had confidence that God would sustain him. 
we here see the charge now that was brought against Daniel. It was not against anything to do with him serving or his character, but the charges were brought against him from doing something spiritual. Uh, they couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel. And, and it says in verse four that they could not find nothing wrong with him. When the enemy can't find anything wrong with you, they'll drum up charges against you. Uh, they'll look to find a way to entrap you. They'll look at your normal routine to try to use that against you. Here they knew that Daniel prayed three times a day. So they devised a plan then and, and went before the king to make a decree that no one should pray to Dan, should, no one should pray to God except to the king for 30 days. So the king accepted that request and wrote it in a decree. But the king did not realize that he was playing right into the enemy's hands. This was a well thought out plot and plan. The enemy is cunning for he will use whomever and whatever to bring you down. This is why we must stay prayed up. This is why we must be watchful. He used Eve to get Adam. He used Samson, I mean, he used Delilah to get Samson. He used King Darius to get help to get Daniel. He even used Judas help to get Jesus. Who has the enemy used to help to get you down? Who has the enemy used to plot against you? Who has the enemy despised a plan in someone else's life that they, he's using them to attack you? Has it been your finances? Has it been your health? Has it been your children? Has it been your spouse? See, the enemy doesn't care who he has to use to get you. He will use and try everything. He will even you try to use you against you. Uh, but let me tell you one thing, that when you have Jesus on your side, you don't have to worry about your finances. You don't have to worry about your health. You don't have to worry about your children or your spouse. You don't even have to worry about yourself because if God is in you, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. We just have to be watchful. Uh, so here now we see a decree that was made by Daniel. He did not change his ways or the way he operated. Daniel did not waver in the face of danger. How many of us have given in to the enemy when conflict arose or arise in our life? How many of us has compromised to avoid our faith going under scrutiny? God is telling us today, no more compromising, no more giving in. Stop allowing the enemy to defeat us. Stand on your faith. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, with all things are going on around us, my dear brother, my dear friend, stand your ground and don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the master's work, confident that nothing you do for him will be wasted or your time or your effort. When we find ourselves facing difficult situations in life, do you run from God or do you run to God? Uh, I tend to tell you, friends, that when you find yourself in difficult situations, you shouldn't force you away from God, but it should force you down on your knees. It should force you to seek the face of God. It should force you to be in God's presence. Why? Because it is at those times that you need his guidance. It is at those times that you need to be in the presence. It is at those times that God needs to speak to you 
to give you wisdom on how to handle that situation. See, uh, we run to everybody else. We run to other friends or we run to our, our peers to find out what they think about the situation. But I am here to tell you today that God says, don't run to them. They don't have an answer to your problem. They don't have an answer to the situation. What you have to do is run to Jesus, who is the problem solver, who is the one that will give you wisdom, the one that will give you insight, the one that will give you guidance through your problems. See, we can't run to everybody. We can't talk to everybody about our problems. We have to talk to God. We have to talk to the one who has the answer. We have to run to the one who has a solution. See, God is the only one that has the solution to your problem. Enemies and friends don't have it. It is right there on your knees, right there before the Lord. And God is saying it's time to seek me. For some of us are being entrapped. Some of us are being en encountered by the enemy. And we're running every which way to and fro except to God. God said, come to me, those that are heavy burdened. God said, come to me. And I will break the yoke. I will break the bondage. I will break the plot because the plot has failed. But you got to come to me first. Uh, this is what Daniel did. The Bible tells us that after he heard the decree, he went home and continued to pray three times a day. And he did not let that bother him what the decree said. Now here is when the plot is put into motion. See, now here Daniel is praying and those people that, that sat before the king and told him that Daniel was now praying to his God. And they went to the king and said, didn't you make a decree that no one should pray to anybody for 30 days? And so the king just said yes. And he realized that at that moment that who they was talking about, but he had no choice because once a king put a decree in writing, and had to be carried out. King's hand has been forced. Key here is the fact that the, the decree stated that the, whoever defiled the law would have to be put into the lion's den. Uh, see, we have to understand this, that many of our lives, or many times in our lives, we are faced with people who will pass judgment over us. Uh, they will pass judgment over us because they don't believe in whom we believe in. They will pass judgment on us because they just don't understand the kind of lifestyle that we live. Daniel's reputation was impeccable because the king did not want to put Daniel in the lion's den, but wanted to keep his kingdom, but he had no choice. What are you willing to do to stay in power? Are you willing to kill so you can have power? Are you willing to kill just to remain in control? This reminds me of Jesus and Pilate. He knew that Jesus did not break any laws. He understood that Jesus was, did nothing wrong, but he did not set him free. Instead, he turned them over to the people to decide. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you today that when you, you let people decide your fate, they will always come back with a guilty verdict. They will always come back to hold you or to find something to keep you from moving forward. But when you put your trust in God and you allow him to judge you, your verdict will always come back not guilty. See, God judged him not guilty that we can be set free today. Daniel faced a similar situation. He was found guilty by man, but not guilty before God. Don't worry about the judgment of man. Don't worry about how people are going to judge you. Worry about how God is going to judge you. Now we have the king who put Daniel in the lion's den because he had to. 
But there were three unique things that he did first. Uh, the first thing he did was he tried to get out of putting Daniel in the lion's den. We find this in evidence when, because they came to him in the morning, but he didn't put Daniel in the lion's den until later that evening. So he was trying to figure out how could I get Daniel out of this situation? How could I remove him from this with, without losing my kingdom? Uh, the second thing he did was in verse six is that when he decided or he had to put Daniel in, he spoke to Daniel and said, may your God whom you serve rescue you. The third thing he did was he, after he put Daniel into the line, then he went back to his house, the king's palace. And he went back and the Bible said that he fasted and prayed all night long. Uh, when you are in a fight for your life and you don't know where to turn, remember that God has something planned for you. Remember he has someone standing in the gap for you. The king stood in the gap for Daniel. Uh, my question is today is who's standing in the gap for you? And who are you standing in the gap for? See, uh, I want you to type on the screen that someone pray for me because it is at some point in our lives that we're going to have to pray for other people and other people is going to have to pray for us. See, we always need someone in standing in the gap for us because we don't know everything that's going to happen for us. So when we get in a situation where we can't reach heaven, we need someone to stand in a gap for you. So who pray for you on, are you praying for someone else? Uh, we see here now that King Darius here prayed for Daniel. Because if you start to pray for someone else, then the doors will open for someone else to pray for you. Uh, we hear now at daybreak that the king now rushes to the lion's den. And before he gets there, he yells out Daniel's name. And hearing this, Daniel replies to the king, an angel was sent to shut the lion's mouth. God will shut the mouth of your lion. God will shut down any plot that may rise up against you. I can only imagine that when Daniel was thrown in to the lion's den, the roar of the lions must have been deafening, trying to scare Daniel. And this is when he is trying to do with us. In 1 Peter 5 and 8, it says, you, your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking to whom he may devour. See, the lions are looking, but they could not devour him. I'm here to tell you today, that though the weapon was formed, it shall not prosper against you. So, so here we get to Daniel and the king is now pulling Daniel out of the lion's den. And he goes after the ones who has set the plot to destroy Daniel. He throws his entire family in the lion's den. And before they can hit the floor, the lions pounce on them, killing them all. We have to understand this, ladies and gentlemen, that when, when we keep still or when we be still in a battle, that God will fight for us. See, most of the times we want to defend ourselves. We want to say something back or we want to go out and try to, to make sure that everybody understands how we feel. In other words, you want to go and defend yourself, but God says, no, I will defend you. All you have to do is be still and watch the salvation of the Lord. Why? Because this battle is not yours, but 
it's mine. Why is it the Lord's? Because they couldn't find anything against you. So when they plotted and schemed, they plotted and schemed against the almighty God himself. And God will show up to vindicate you. God will show up like he did for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God will show up to preserve you. God will show up in the time that you need him the most. The enemy will, will try to show up. And, and, and God said, no, you will not have him. You will not destroy him. When your friends turn your back on you, God says, so what? I'm here with you. God says, when family turns their back on you, so what? I am here with you. God said, don't trust and rely on them. Look to the hills from where coming the help coming from the Lord. See, God will show up mighty and strong. God will show up in the time that you need him the most. God will show up in the way that you don't expect him. But if you look and wait, God said, just be still. And when the enemies see that the, the Lord has showed up, they will have to declare that your Lord, Jesus, is king. The plot failed because Daniel took a stand and did not compromise. The plot failed because Daniel trusted and relied on God without a doubt. The plot failed because Daniel humbled himself on the word of the Lord. Are you willing to humble yourselves before God today? Are you willing to stand in the place and say, God, I humble myself before you today? Are you willing to stand and have the plot, no matter what plot comes against you, to stand and say, I have escaped the plot? Are you willing to stand and tell God, because I stood on you and because I stood on the rock and I trusted in you that you shut the mouth of the lion, you shut my enemies down, and now I trust you? Will you be willing to humble yourself before the Lord today? Will you be willing to say, God, you have a plan for my life, that you, your plan is greater than the one for myself? If you're ready to trust God and to live a life where you do not have to compromise anymore, if you're willing to, to tell God, I am ready to be humbled and I'm ready to stand against any plot that may come against me, are you willing to trust me? Are you willing to stand there and take whatever the enemy throws your way? Are you willing to say, God, for you I live and for God I die? Are you willing to stand when no one else will? Are you willing to stand in the face of your enemies and tell them that God is greater? Are you willing to look at your enemies and say, no matter what you do to me, I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to back down for God has me. See, when you look at the enemy that way, you're telling the enemy the plot has failed. Why? Because God has a plan for you. See, when the plot is schemed up and devised to come and get you, God is saying, yes, the weapon was formed, but it did not prosper. Why? Because you trusted in me. You didn't waver. You didn't cower under the end of the attack. You trusted in who I am. If you're ready to trust God and to live a life without compromise, I want you to join me in this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have come into my life. I thank you because living today, I will live a life that is uncompromising to the world. I live today because you are in me. I live today because you have graced me. You have anointed me for this time. I live today to trust you. I will do what you want me to do. I will say what you want me to say. I will go what you want me to go. I will do anything that you have put my hands to. And I will not look at it as trivial. 
I will not look at it as small, but I will look at it as a sign from you that you have graced me for this time. I will not allow the enemy to come into my life, to stop me, to hinder me, to block me. I will keep my eyes focused on you for you are the one that has stopped the plot of the enemy. You are the one that stopped the plot and the plot has failed. I pray that this message was a blessing to you as it has encouraged me because I know without a shadow of a doubt that the plot that the enemy had against me failed. What a mighty word we just heard. I pray that the words that was spoken will encourage you to dream again. Listen, I need you to share this podcast with your family and friends. I also need to follow me so you'll be notified when a new show launches. I would like to hear from you too. If you are blessed by the word, you can leave me a comment by emailing me at lindsayjones at destinytemple.org. I would also like you to be a blessing to the ministry. You can do so by visiting the church website at www.destinytemple.org. Remember to live every moment with purpose. Until next week, be blessed.